Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Burner, burner, burner. What is up, everybody? Welcome in to a Monday edition of the DNBR Nuggets podcast. Let's go. Presented as always by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app. Use promo code DNVR whenever you sign up and gamble along with us throughout the season. Uh, free tip for you bet on the abs and take the over. That's a that's like a pretty safe bet. Just they're gonna score a lot of goals. They do it every single time. It's a lot of fun to watch. Guys, I've got the squad with me. I got the homies representing the Colorado Rockies. My Colorado Rockies. Yeah. It's Harrison Wynn. You know, Adam, I thought there was a slim chance we'd get the funky music. I know. I not get the funky music. Show. I thought there was I literally chance. I just almost walked off this fucking show. Like, <laughs> what is what is wrong with you, you idiots? Adam oh. Kale. What is wrong with you, more? Adam! You're Adam. in charge of this shit. I messed ship. up. I messed up. This is on me, guys. I'm so sorry. I am disgusted. Start the show over. Play the music. In defense of Kale, it's very difficult with this. Like, we probably, it would have been a weird break in the funky music because the way we have to do it on StreamYard is very unfortunate. I'll hear no more complaints out of you. Uh, down below, the Unabomber himself has joined the show. It's Brennan Vogt. Oh, my goodness. What do we have here? What do we have? Oh, my God. Is that a two-time MVP? Oh, my goodness. It's a two-time MVP live on the show. A quesarito. Unbelievable. Top entrance. Harrison, yours was good. Vote. Yours was perfect. Uh, and then over here, representing San Francisco, perhaps? We don't know. Uh, it's D-Line Co., also known as Eric Weedham. Ah, <sighs> Guys. <laughs> Has <laughs> there ever been a more beautiful day here on planet Earth? The birds. Adam, you might be onto something about these birds. The songs they sing. Oh, my God. So melodic. So I woke up today. The sun was shining. These birds you're always talking about were singing. Um, the haters were down so bad, and I've never felt better. Life is beautiful, is it not? It's it very is. beautiful. You know what's arrived? The warblers. That's probably what you're hearing. I've oh, seen them lately. It's been the really warblers. Gorgeous. I had yeah, no idea. Warblers. I've... I've uh, I've learned a lot today. I've learned They've come lot. up to their nesting ground. Very gorgeous. Um, keep your eye out, guys. Keep your eyes out <laughs> on the trees. Uh, Eric, yes, you said it. Today was the day we finally found out. It's so funny, man. The NBA is ridiculous. The NBA really is just – I just can complain about them 24 hours a day. What I, are they I, doing? Not have time. What, what, <laughs> what is the NBA doing? doing right now? We don't know what they're doing. They're what is the NBA? Because we kept thinking, like, 
they got to wait because they need the ceremony. They have to, you know, they want to do it special. TNT has to get it. And then Woj at like 5.30 a.m. Mountain Time today tweets out that Jokic is the MVP. Honest to God, if you were trying to bury a story, if you're the NBA and you're like, how do we ruin this? You would release the information at 5.30 Mountain Time on, on a Monday uh, through tweets. That's how you would get it out there. That's how we found out that our King Yoke is a two-time MVP. Harrison, you sound like you want to go off on this. Well, I just compare how the NBA does stuff like this to how a league like the NFL does stuff like this. Saw a yellow warbler this morning. Boom. There you go. <laughs> oh, my guy Jack Harvey is out with me, baby. You and Jack bird watching on a Monday morning. Um, like the NFL has a release, like for release. They announce their upcoming announcements, you know? Like in, in the NBA, it's just yeah, I don't know. Like, maybe we'll announce the MVP today. I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah? Like, sound good? <laughs> they haven't announced one of these awards for, like, 10 days or something like that. What is going on? Like, what what is the rhyme or reason to any of these announcements? It makes zero sense. Yeah, I almost get the sense, Eric, that, like, Adam Silver himself even. Like, he wasn't at – here's the crazy thing. Usually you're at the games or he's doing a special part of the ceremony. Like he wasn't even there last year. This year, of course, there's not going to be anything. It's almost like he doesn't, he too doesn't want Jokic to be the MVP. I, I see. I, my only thought on this is perhaps like I've just never paid attention to these postseason awards or these regular season awards before. Uh, they weren't the most important thing in my life like they are now. So maybe it's always this disjointed and, and irregular and bizarre. It makes no fucking sense. Last year, Adam, you and I were about to tee off. Uh, we were playing golf, and we found out Nikola Jokic had been named the MVP, and it was not attached to anything else that time either. Right. You're very, like, you're right. Like, it would make sense if they like just one after the next, or they just released everything on the same day. Like, it's we found not out. hard. The regular season ends. You have a week off before the plan. Have an awards week presented yeah. by fucking Clorox. Have an awards presented <laughs> by Kia. Yes. Have an awards week, announce one award per day, boom, it's done. Insane. Absolutely insane. Although, uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, how, Who bad, cares? how mad can I be? How bad yeah, can let's I be? not get too upset Anyways. here. I want to bring this back around to the positive vibes, and for that, I'm going to have to throw it to the man with the glasses. Vote, when you found out the award this morning, is you woke up and checked the phone messages, and it was like, oh, wow, Yoke's the MVP as of 5 o'clock this morning. Yeah. But honestly, like, what are the feelings you're going through? Just kind of walk Nuggets Nation. Let's celebrate this thing together. It is hard to put into words. A lot of this, I think, we went through the first time he won it. The just sort of realization yeah. of what process this has been from point A to point B. And that's just the part you have to stop and pinch yourself about right. at every point of this. Should he be the starter? Is he better than Nurkic, right? And <laughs> Do I, we know about that? I think we all remember... I remember the first time hanging out with basketball friends. I said, I think he's a top 10 player in the NBA. They literally laughed at me. I remember my first lift ride in Denver when we were talking about Jamal Murray. And I said, I think Jokic might be the best player. I think he's a Hall of Famer. The guy probably still hadn't stopped laughing until he saw the first one. Yeah. Then there's another year of Love Jokic this. is elevated from this darling that's made it to kind of where Luka is now, where Giannis has been of just, well, He's not the very best, right? He's not he's not as dominant as some of these other guys. He hasn't won a title. He only won because the other guys weren't available. And for him to go out and back up that season with an even better one, 
to just put hit forget how we feel but like just a stamp of, of validation that just can't be taken away you thought that was a fluke i followed it up with an even better season now, Giannis Embiid also put together two of the best seasons we've ever seen. And it still wasn't enough because that's how good Jokic was. So I've enjoyed every part of today. I've been online and, and not just trolling, but honestly, just they have to be upset today if they want to be, if they choose right. to do that over celebrating. We have the biggest privilege in the world right now. And yeah. we just get to sit here and roll in this and soak it in and, and, and not, just not take for granted what a journey this has been to watch a guy go from a quesarito on your TV screen. <laughs> it's one of the very best to ever do it. To be here on the ground for this moment, to have been watching it night in, night out, the way all of us had, all of us in this club. Soak this in. Enjoy today. Uh, this is what sports was all about. This is some of the best you're going to get. This is some of the best rewards you're going to feel as a fan. And, and I'm feeling it all. I'm feeling it all today. That that's what's so fun about this is, you know, just looking back at where we started. We talk about this a lot, but our old hot box and hot takes, our old just sort of like after a big Jokic game, and by big I mean like seventeen points, six assists, six rebounds, and we were like, dude, this guy is incredible. I think he could be whatever. Like for him now to be a two-time MVP, I'm telling you, if you could go back in time four seasons ago, not that long. I'm not even talking about go back to like his rookie or sophomore season. Go back four seasons ago. When we were sitting there giving our wildest hopes about what Jokic could become, if you would have just said, like, hey, man, four years from now, he's going to be a two-time NBA MVP. Back-to-back. Back-to-back MVP. It'd be like, wait, what? Like, there's, like, if we would have thrown that out, it'd been like, well, look, he might be good enough to be an MVP, but he'll never win it because of this or that. And now here we are. And more to the point, Harrison, he won the award last year, and there were people that said he didn't deserve it. Very loud people, right? And whatever, it's always going to have to be that way where there's somebody that says this. You win it two times in a row. The onus is now on the other side. The onus is now like, oh, you have to discredit two years of what this guy did? Like, come on, man. Like, it not only validates last year, it puts him in that rarefied air where it's like not that many people have won one MVP, let alone two. And now, you know, he's obviously, if he does win another one, he gets into even more exclusive territory. And he arguably has three or four more years of his absolute apex prime left. So, Harrison, to me, that's part of what this thing, we've seen it coming. We knew it was going to happen, but that's part of what this signifies. It sort of ends the conversation on him for all of last year's arguments. It creates a new one for this year, whatever, but it ends all of the conversation of last year. Yeah, everybody who's still trying to discredit Nikola Jokic, like you just put them in the category that you put people that were trying to like discredit Steph. Right. Oh, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. Like those people are in that category and look how they look now, years later. But yeah, back to back MVPs, 13 players have done it. And that puts him in an elite, elite group of basketball royalty forever. I mean, you just look at the names of guys who have done it. And his name is up there with like, Duncan, Jordan, Magic, Bird, Kareem, Wilt, Bill Russell. There's only 13 guys who have done it. There's and no scrubs either, man. It's like no scrubs. The worst player on that list is like really freaking good. Yes, yeah, Steve yeah. Nash sucked. Or Moses Malone, like whatever you're talking about, like <laughs> players that were like top five of a decade. <laughs> yeah. But really, I think it's, it's a fitting conclusion to this season, to be t- totally honest. Look. The Nuggets want a championship. That that's all we want in Denver. We want to eventually move beyond of course. the MVP. But for this season, 
you know, for what he had to do, I've said this so many times, but I don't think I'll ever see another player like go through what he had to go through this season and lift the team to the heights that he was able to lift them to. I just don't think I'll see an individual effort like that again. Um, it's the greatest season I've seen. Maybe the greatest individual season I've ever, I'll ever see. And I'm cool with that. I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm like, I'm good with that. Um, but it's it just, it's just fitting from the sense of he was so, so good from game one to game 82. And then in five playoff games and he was the nuggets this season. And so it's a, it's a, it's a rightful end for, you know, to put a bow on this season by him winning the award that goes to the best player in the league. Eric cook. I was talking to Kale earlier today and I've made some good investments in my life. Not great investments. I've made some decent investments in my life. The greatest investment I've ever made in my entire life was buying in heavy on Nikola Jokic early on in his career, believing in him, uh, becoming obsessed with he and the Denver Nuggets. It has led me to meeting you, Adam. Unfortunately, meeting you, Vote, Harrison. And <laughs> DNVR came from this. Like, yeah. literally, oh, D- so DNVR literally has a lot to uh, thank from Nikola Jokic. Like, the excitement, the... Um, the culture that everything that surrounds it, that like we've all sort of rallied around, like the fact that it, it, like, it just gets better and better and better. Like our, the faith being rewarded with Nikola Jokic is such an unbelievable understatement. I mean, it was unthinkable, unthinkable to think that the MVP of the NBA could be playing in Denver, Colorado, the most forgotten of all of the sports teams here in town. Um, and the fact that like, somehow everyone in the world does not want to give this guy the award. Like they just want to make sure that it's, it doesn't go to him to him each year. And he just keeps playing such a level where they're like, what are we going to do guys? Like we, we have to, we have to, like we have to, we That's don't, the thing the we optics so bad. Winning this. It's just like, to. you tried not to give it to him. You tried everything. Everything. Say, like, Oh, we're going to look back on this in 10 years or 20 years and regret it. I want people to like it to be in there. Like, People tried so hard not to because they didn't want to, and he still won it. It's in a landslide, twice, twice, twice. twice. It's, it's. I mean, I don't know. I, there, there's something so sweet about having something tangible to point to when you get into these uh, objective arguments about Nikola Jokic's greatness. To people who just, I mean, honestly, they don't watch it. You, you can't watch everything. Then and. For uh, to that end, like people in Denver are like not even able to watch this guy. Like the. Yeah. Um, but you just like at a certain point you're like, all right, we got to move on. That's not the conversation anymore. Nikola Jokic. Now we're talking about is he one of the greatest players of all time? Like how high on this list is he going to go? Not is he the best player in the NBA? Not is he a valuable player in the NBA? Like the conversation has changed today. It's a completely different conversation. A hundred percent. And we'll get into some of that in the second segment about where you go from here. But I kind of want to stay reflecting on this because one of the things you said in there was about DNVR's growth. Like, yes, comes from Jokic, and I love this because. And, and about making an emotional t- time investment. People, I don't want this lost. I don't want to like beat the dead horse and I don't want to like just completely shit on some of the p- other p- ways of covering him here domestically or locally. But one thing I will say is there's a lot of people that laughed at us, laughed at us 
four, five, six years ago when we were saying, hey, this Nuggets team is interesting because they got this guy that's special. Like, he's special. They laughed at us. They called us not real, you know, we're not real journalists. We're just fanboys. You guys don't know what you're talking about. There was an article I, I remember on uh, one of the local radio stations on their digital site. I remember this because I looked it up. December 15th, 2016. That's when the article was published. Because I went back, I wanted to see like what was everybody <laughs> writing about at this time. And there was a whole article about how Jokic is not the guy. Like he's not the guy. Oh, he's some people say he's a cute prospect, but if you think you're win a championship with his as your best player, you have another thing coming. And I, you sit back and look at all of that and think to go from that to being mocked to riding the wave up to now being a juggernaut, you know, locally, but also just getting to experience it all along the way. To me, it's like sweet justice. Because not only did you see it, if you were paying close attention, you actually saw it five, six years ago. I didn't know he was going to be the MVP or two-time MVP, but you knew he was actually something special. And more important than even that, you saw that it was something entertaining. And it kills me that there were people that were trying to say, no, he's not. It's actually not worth the emotional investment because here we are now receiving dividends on that investment like a hundredfold, a thousandfold. And like, I feel bad for the people that didn't catch the wave. And I feel even worse for the people that didn't catch it because you had so many loud voices telling you he wasn't worth it. Here we are absolutely worth it. And, and it's honestly, it, it's the best sports experience of my life. Watching, watching the rise of Nikola Jokic. No question. Both yeah. of you now on my, uh, what is that? My left, my right, whatever. Eric and Adam uh, both <laughs> use the word investment. And I love that. I love that because it's not, we didn't just roll up to the party, right? And I'm not talking about us. I'm talking about the chat, the Nuggets fans, the diehards, the whole community. You invested time and energy and support, emotional support, financial support. You yeah. built lifestyles. We built a community around this. And so when this happens, it's not just ha-ha bragging rights, my guy's better than your guy on Twitter. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, it's what sports fandom is all about, the investment you give – Right. And nine out of 10 times, and don't we know that well here in Denver, you lifers more than I, nine out of 10 times, your reward is the basketball gods just slap you in the face. Thanks for the offering. We're not taking it. Take this L. But every yeah. now and then, every now and then, they hand you something that's sweeter than you ever fathomed. And this is in that category for me. And I know it's not a title, yeah. but it's it's something that I think everyone who's been invested in this these are takes we're thinking about this, but everyone else feels this on a more immediate level. You you felt it when you woke up this morning. It's so funny to think back because right here somebody says, imagine investing in Drew Locke and Vic Fangio instead. Here's the thing. It was before that. It was Paxton Lich, Trevor Simeon. If you like went back to 2016 slash 17, even 17 by this point, I won't give you two years of not noticing, but if you go back that far, it was like, What's exciting in Denver sports right now? Like, what are the exciting things? It was Nathan McKinnon, who, again, some people were like, he's not actually the real deal or whatever. And then it was Jokic, and then it was Paxton Lich, Trevor Simeon. A lot of people are like, pick a side, boys. Where are we going to the time? Who's leading us to the promised land? It's like, no, it's Jokic. That's the, that's the horse you should be yeah. picking right well, now. It, it's because that playbook, like the Paxton Lynch, Trevor Simeon, like that playbook to go with that side of things is the easier way out because – the odds, you know, were that Jokic wasn't going to be the guy. Or, That's like, the odds were that special. McKinnon wasn't going to be the guy. Right. And the playbook in this town for so long is, oh, the Nuggets, you know, 
The Nuggets are the Nuggets. Nobody watches them. Nobody, you know, there, there's right. no fan base. They're never going to win a championship. They're not going to pay the luxury tax. They shouldn't have fired George Carl. Like, you can just right. play the hits with the Nuggets, and that was what people wanted to do forever. Um, and it was it was tough for us to be the one part the the one part of this group that went on the other side of the we had we had to take the punches man we had to take yeah. the punches for years <laughs> yeah it's so funny man it's so rewarding um he's great he's absolutely great um and on the other side of this we have to talk about now what next where do you go now the great thing about it just to tease the great thing about it the two can't be taken away you can only add to it and now you talk about what is next. Obviously, the most important piece of the puzzle is still missing, an NBA title. But you even talk about the odds of another MVP coming along and what would it mean. Two-time, that's exclusive company. Three-time, you're up at the tier of the gods. So we'll, we'll talk about that on the other side. If you guys haven't been able to watch the back-to-back -back MVP this season, uh, if you haven't been able to watch Avalanche games or Rapids games, check out Ivaca TV. You can watch all Colorado teams. They've also got other national channels as well. They got Altitude Sports, AT&T Sportsnet, so you can watch the Rockies as well. Uh, Ivaca TV, they're constantly growing. They're adding new channels. They're now available in Denver and Colorado Springs. Most importantly, they got Altitude Sports, so get set up with these guys over the summer so you're ready to go. Once Nugget season tips off in the fall, go to evoca.tv slash DNVR, evoca.tv slash DNVR. Use promo code DNVR. You're going to get $10 off your first three months. That's only $15 a month for the first three months, plus a receiver, no contracts, no hidden fees. Evoca.tv slash DNVR. Use code DNVR. You're going to get $10 off your first three months. At Light Shade Dispensary, uh, right now you guys can pick up some Wana. Do you need to catch up on some shut-eye after the big game? No matter when you take them, this well-rounded recipe will leave you feeling rested and refreshed in the morning. Wana Optimal's Fastest Sleep Gummies. They offer a holistic plant-based solution that tackles the root causes of sleepiness like stress and pain rather than simply inducing drowsiness. So Wana is a fast-acting sleep aid. It will have your eyelids feeling heavy in just 5 to 15 minutes. A carefully calibrated formula containing 10 milligrams of CBD and just a hint of THC. Where can you find Wana? You can get it at Colorado's premier dispensary, Lightshade, with 11 convenient Denver, Metro, and Aurora locations. The Barnum location, one block off 6th and Federal, now open as well. You guys can get 25% off non sale items with the code DNVR. 25% off non sale items with the code DNVR. Shop online at lightshade.com for pickup or visit a Lightshade location near you. All right, back here, segment two and some fascinating topics. Let's start talking about some of the fallout now from our two-time MVP. Um, I hate talking about legacy in real time other than very specific pockets because I think we do it too much. After a big game in October, what does this mean for Jokic's legacy that he scored 50 points? Does it mean this? Like, I don't like it, but this is a good moment to now talk about where does this leave Jokic's legacy if he were to retire today? Uh, I think it makes a pretty substantial bump for him as we talked about in that first one. Eric. To you, what are the conversations that are now opened up for Nikola Jokic now that he is a two-time NBA MVP? <clears throat> well, uh, locally, we're, we're, we have to start talking about him as the greatest athlete to ever play in Denver, Colorado. We have had... Wow. We have to. We're not going to get far on that conversation. They'll laugh at you like you, they laughed at us I don't back care. in 2016. I really don't care. Like, two, a two-time MVP has never happened in this state, in any sport, with any of the Mount Rushmore... Uh, 
attendees and and uh you know the john elway the terrell day all these guys it, it, unbelievably great can't take a single thing from them they mean a lot culturally which is what people are going to uh you know, just go back on you with uh, when it comes to championships and bringing a ring. But like, as far as who has been the most impressive individual performer to ever play in Denver, Colorado, I don't know. I mean, time is going to have to uh, go by on this a little bit to get people sort of thinking in this way and they just like sort of slowly let this wash over them. But like, I, I just don't know how you can possibly look at anybody else having accomplished any more, just individually, individually. Right. That's We're the thing about team spades, team, team sports rather, is that the, the individual and the team part is so hard to like suss out here. So I, I still think he needs a championship. To he does. The greatest, but, because, but, but he, do, he does because he has to convince hearts and minds, but just in a vacuum, like, I don't know how you can argue it. I really well, don't. I don't, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm actually not as far there. I I'm fine with saying I need to see him win the title, like lead a team there. But what I will say is, had he led a, a team to the title without the MVPs, is you still would have a hard time with this. Now, he's got two of them. You win a title, and it's like, show me the argument. What's the argument against the people who say, well, you know, so-and-so had two championships, or somebody had this or that. It's like, I'm sorry. He's got – if you get the one plus you got the two MVPs, you're already starting at least on equal footing from any other athlete. Vote. Legacy from here. I mean, with the Denver conversation less hot after the line, I was going to say that he's got to be Mount Rushmore, right? I mean, he's obviously the best Denver Nugget, but I think to such an extent that he represents Colorado sports in that way. Look, to be honest, you could make a case that that Rushmore for a long time has been entirely uh, Avalanche and Broncos. But I right. think Jokic, even without a championship on an individual level, has shown enough. And – the other thing, too, is to to have the Denver Nuggets be even remotely relevant in town right now, which I know they're not where they should be. But think about all the factors like they're they're It was a rebuild. Um, people couldn't watch the team on TV during the peak years. Right, you know, right. there have been injuries like the steep mountain. Jokic has had to have, throw this on his back and inch the organ organizational momentum forward. People want to care about the Nuggets right now. And that is in large, large part because of him. And I think that's no small task. I think he's on that Mount Rushmore. I think he's easily the best Denver Nugget to ever do it. And I'm really excited for the conversation to move on now towards things like rings. And, and then yeah. we can really start having wild, wild conversations about his place in basketball history, which is a conversation that the four of us have been ready to have for a while. Harris, yeah. you got anything to add here on legacy? Yeah. I mean, once he gets a championship, really all doors open from there. Right. Like, because when yeah. you just don't have that championship, you're just disqualified from so many arguments. That's that's the next step. Um, once he gets that, everything is possible. And finally, just to add to the absurdity of how the awards are rolled out in the NBA, Coach of the Year was just leaked by Shams <laughs> on the same day that Nikola Jokic. Just now? Who, Did that Who was yeah. it? Who was Monty, it? Harrison, Monty, right? Monty Monty Williams. Good. All right, there you go. Good. Um, somebody asked me, will opponents now go at him harder? My answer to that, no. They already went at, I mean, he won the MVP last year. They go guy, here's the thing people don't understand. Guys go hard at Jokic. He's better than them. It doesn't matter. Like you can go hard at a guy. It doesn't matter. Like Jokic is just a better player. So Draymond went hard at him. Guess what? By the end of the series, he was like falling over himself to congratulate him. That's just the way this thing works. Um, I want to get to a fun part now, though. Let's just talk about it. We've all ruled it out. Nick Wright has ruled it out. Everybody's ruled it out. Can't win a three third time in a row. He can't do it. 
You can't do it, right? I mean, we can't. But maybe. <laughs> so I just want to ask now, Eric, what will it take for Jokic to win the MVP award next season? Let's paint a scenario. By the way, whatever scenario we paint has a decent chance of happening. Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, they have to be the they have to be the one seed. They do have to be they, the one. They seed. have to be the one seed in the, wins. in the NBA. They need to be the one seed in the NBA. Nikola Jokic needs to either uh, finish the season as the leading scorer. Yeah, uh, he has to. He has to have some sort of like gaudy, uh, un- previously unthinkable achievement that he that is new to him. Like we won't be able to fall back on triple doubles. We won't be able to fall back on two thousand one hundred. 1,500, it's going to have to be like something that nobody expected. And probably like uh, one of the other top, probably Embiid is going to have to miss a bunch of time, I would think, or, or or Giannis, like these other guys that like they just want to give it to because it's more aesthetically pleasing to have um, those Luka. guys be, or Luca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like they, they're like, if we think that the, the chip or the, uh, the deck is stacked against Jokic this year, I mean, the next year, it, it seems unthinkable to me. It doesn't matter. Like, I, I don't think that there's anything he can do, frankly, mm. unless, unless, unless he is the number one seed, no question, with a bullet, uh, and just in, his stats go up, like, even by a factor that they did this year, too. Like, he's got to be in the 30s every night. Do you know how ironic it would be if the one year he doesn't win it is the year he puts together the most airproof airtight yeah, like absolutely. just best record best player best team just top score and then we're like yeah but three's a lot let's yeah. you know what devin book it is devin booker <laughs> it'd be so ironic but the funny thing is is that's his path right that would be his path the nuggets getting healthy he has the booker argument but the stats look better much better um and i think it's a sort of an interesting exercise we've been through it to try to figure out what those stats look like the one thing I anticipate is just outrageous efficiency. And that's the part well, that could get really, really fun. Let's let's wait for that. Maybe, right. maybe not. I'm going to throw a recent one. Maybe not there. Harrison, what about you? What's it going to take? Is it even possible? And if so, how does it happen? It's very possible. It's very this. possible. <laughs> yes. Because look, man, here's the thing. He's going to be in the conversation. I'll tell you that. <laughs> because he's going to play in almost every game. The Nuggets are going to be really good, and he's going to put up monster, monster stats just by those three components, which are all, I think, pretty much locks. He's going to be in the conversation. And I think the Nuggets probably have to win at least 65 games, which would be the number one seed, probably. The Suns won 64 this year. They won the West going away. I think the Nuggets would probably have to win 65 games, Yoke would have to put up big numbers, maybe not quite as big as he put up this year because he'll have two max players, hopefully, playing next to him next season. Um, I just love to this idea big that numbers. we're certain that's going to take his numbers away. I'm just not certain of it. Like I, I just I, I'm not certain, but I don't think he's going to put up 27 points a game. I think he might put up like 25. I just think there's a chance that in the first month of the season, he's averaging 23 points per game, but 12 assists. And the Nuggets are like 12 and one. And every team's like, okay, we just have to guard him one-on-one and allow him to score. And it's like, all right, that's your new strategy is that he's guarded one-on-one every game and he just bullies everyone. It's it's easy to forget now because we just came off a series against Draymond Green, the Warriors. But 
regular season defenses for more than half the league are so freaking terrible that like he can yeah. get 25 on 12 on like 10 of 12 shooting in his sleep. So uh, he's got to put up big numbers, but I think most importantly, the nuggets have to be the number one seed when like 65 games. Yeah. I agree about the seeding part. Look, I agree. First of all, that I think it is possible. I don't expect it to happen. It would actually take, I think a series of things, but the number one thing. And a thing that I think is on the table is the nuggets being the top team in, in the league from a record standpoint. I just think it's possible. Like you think about what do people say about him this year? That like the people that don't like him. I mean, part of this is they try to straw man it that it's only advanced stats that he looks good in. But it was record. Like, did it lead to winning? And yes, Giannis and Embiid only had two more wins than Jokic's team. But whatever, it was winning, winning, winning. But if you get to a point where like you just get to replay all of those arguments, and all of a sudden the Nuggets are on pace for sixty-five wins, and like you're like, hey, I thought we said this was the reason. And on top of that, the stats match up more or less with what they were this year. I think you can have it. I do think it's going to be difficult. I do think there's going to be a lot of social pressures for a lot of these voters whose now vote is public. It's funny. The people, some of the people that complain about Jokic winning it this year is they say it's groupthink. Because everybody's uh, ballots are made public, they're like, it's groupthink. They all feel pressure to feel the exact same. It's going to be hilarious if next year it's like, Yoke's clearly the MVP. His team is way out in front, but nobody will vote for him because groupthink, pressure. It'll just be kind of ironic. Um but I think it is possible. And by the way, if not next year, I will say this. The Nuggets have to next year make a deep playoff run. I mean, they get everybody healthy. They, It's been the excuse that they've used. We've used now for two playoff runs, and fairly so. Like, you don't have a, a full squad. Next year, you have to make a deep playoff run, but maybe win. But let's say you do that, and you win the t- title next year. Guess who's back to the top of the list for the MVP in the following season? Yoke, once again. And he's still going two years from now, not next season, but the season after. He's still going to be that top five player in the league, maybe number one guy in the league. So, I, again, the odds of Jokic winning another MVP, I think next year, tough. But I don't think it's impossible going forward. For me, though, I had that point earlier in the show that all of this is sweet to me, all of it. And you use the group think line, and it's like, just imagine that, that that's where the group think accusations are. <laughs> oh, you're just all Jokic guys. Like, buddy, I remember when it was the other way around. Don't right. I do? I yeah. really do. It's, it's it, all sweet to me. It's, oh, it's you sweet. can't, there's nothing you can say that's going to take me out of a celebratory mood. Like, you just it's, can't. it's so funny, man. I wish we had a time machine. I would only use it to go back to a hot box and hot takes uh, from four yep. seasons ago. And be like, it. Vote. The only reason that Jokic might not be a three-time MVP is because group think they're worried. <laughs> they're all in agreement too much. Yeah. Voters like, are right, group thing. Is that light shade? What what shelf is that? Oh how how God. potent is that? All right, let's play a little game here. I want to know if you guys think mm. these numbers are going up or down from what they were this last season. This we're gonna we talk about stats all the time. First of all, minutes per game. Jokic played 33 and a half minutes per game this year. It was one minute, 1.1 minutes fewer than two seasons ago. Eric, is he gonna play is that gonna go up or down next year? It's probably going to go up somehow. I agree. I I don't know how this is. Like, we're going to have more help for him. He's going to have a reliable backup. And uh, it's, I don't know. I feel like Michael Malone will just be unable to set him down. I I, I can't explain it. I don't know what my reasoning is. It just feels like it's going to go up. I don't know. Michael Malone's laid the groundwork for this, man. Like, everything we have to do is is for a championship. We got to be reading championship hats (laughs) night in, night out. Like, he's going to be chasing wins left and right. Yeah, I love it. So Harrison, is it up? 
I'm not going to say up. I'll say exactly the same. I mean, I think it's going to be the same. <laughs> That's a bold take. 33.5. It'll be exactly 33. <laughs> That's the boldest take. Uh, vote, what do you think? I'm going to say down. I just think they're going to carry multiple centers on the roster from the jump. That's a bold take. <laughs> you know what? It, and it, they'll play them? Yeah. The only hotter take I have is get ready for some small forwards. Oh, uh, let's it's go. Crazy. It's crazy for me to think that like 33.5 minutes is the fewest of any superstar. <laughs> Yoke just doesn't play that many minutes. It's the craziest thing. I think it's up as well. I'll bet you it's more close to like just straight 34. I don't think it goes that much higher, but I just don't think it's lower. I just don't. I don't think it's lower. I, I can't see it. All right, the next one. Points per game. The old points per game. 27.1 points per game this year. Harrison, up or down next year? Down. Down. How much? Not, not by much. I'll say he averages... 25 and a half vote i'm gonna put him at 26 <laughs> but i i gotta say man i'm I, i'm not ruling i'm not ruling an up out i'm not but i'm gonna say down i'm gonna say dude, down. up would be the funniest if it's somehow 29 points per game <laughs> dude you might be right that it's like Jokic is less than as no one can guard him one-on-one and the biggest thing that changes next year is you have to guard him one-on-one like what yeah if the teams are like you know what when we guard the him one-on-one nobody gets assists nobody gets threes nobody gets offensive rebounds when we double him you get all those all of a sudden nobody everything gets is. offensive rebounds because it's just a bucket yeah. <laughs> well maybe maybe uh eric what do you i think? know for i already know this for a fact and i have the most uh airtight source on this it's going to go up and it's because of miroslav miroslav always says we always try and discount Jokic's point production <laughs> at the beginning of every goddamn season and he always exceeds it he so gets true. better and better he is, he's becoming more and more efficient every year like it just it's not that he will shoot more it's just he'll make them more he'll just make more and more and more we just saw like down the stretch um him just decided he, that he needed to actually score for the team to win. So he just shot everything from five feet out and they just went in every single time. Like, I don't know, man. I, I just feel like, um, I just feel like Jokic, there was just a change in Nikola Jokic, just like more of a killer this year than we've ever seen before. Yeah, I can't I imagine. Agree. We're, I agree. we're not going backwards on that, fellas. We are just not going backwards. I agree. I think it's down, but I think it's more like 26.7 down, and it's only down because there's too many blowouts. I think that I don't think it's for any other reason. I think he's a better scorer than ever. I think he likes scoring uh, more than he ever has. And here's the thing I think I talked about this last week when we did the Jokic piece. His lows are so much fewer. Like he only had, I think, six or eight maybe games below 20 points this year. That's the difference is not only did he average 27, but he scored 27 pretty much every night. It was it was a very consistent 24 to 30, like just somewhere in there every single game. Whereas the prior year, he had 50 piece. He had 48 piece. He had 46 piece. But he also had like a bunch of 12s and 11s in there. He just doesn't like Jokic scoring 12 points now only happens when they win by 40 or lose by 40 yeah. and he's not playing the fourth quarter. That's the only scenario where Jokic right. ever has a point total below 15 points. So well, it's usually because I'd have to go back and look what happened in first quarters last year, but him in the first quarter this year, well, he would sub out with two minutes left in the first and he already have 12 points. Right. Yeah. It was every game pretty much. Yep. Almost every single game. All right, rebounds per game. This year, he made an enormous outlier bump, 13.8. It was three more than ever in his career. Up or down vote? Down. Yeah. I think there's just going to be more guys on the floor. 
Porter instead of Green, just more more other guys to grab rebounds. Also, fewer missed shots, ideally, knock on wood. <laughs> yeah. Well, his offensive rebounding had stayed the same. It's his defensive rebounding that went up. That's outrageous, yeah. Yeah. Eric? I can't go down on anything. I cannot go down <laughs> on anything. 14 rebounds. <laughs> I mean, I watch him rerun 18 balls every game when it mattered. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I just cannot discount the uh, new the new man that Nikola Jokic is, the absolute killer. And um, I feel like oh, we'll see, man. Like, I don't know. Does Michael Porter Jr. steal that many rebounds from Nikola Jokic? Does Jamal Murray? Um, well, he's not stealing them from Jeff Green. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm saying, man, like I, Jokic and I are on such a high. We just can't lose. Um, <laughs> I, just, I can't. I, I can't. I mean, like, listen, I want to be. I want to be objective. I, I and the worst part is, I believe I'm being objective. <laughs> I cannot discount Nikola Jokic's performance on any level until I see him take a step backwards. I've only seen him move forward. Why would next year be different? He's going to be older uh, in the good kind of way. He's going to be deeper into his prime. He's going to be more uh, like resolute and uh, like his understanding of the game grows more and more like, bro, I don't know. I like any of you can neg Jokic on any of these stats. Like I will not be following you. <laughs> All right. I got to go quickly through this last one. because I want to get into our last segment today. It's a fun one, but effective field goal percentage. Harrison, I'll let you go first on this one. Effective field goal percentage. 62% this year, insane for a volume score. Yeah, well, I'm going down on the rebound slightly. I'll go up on effective field goal percentage. So let me give you a stat here before everybody answers this. If we go and look at players to have a 62% effective field goal percentage, what he had this, this year, this is what you get. This is the list of point-per-game scores you get in history. In history, Steph Curry, 30 points per game. Yep. Jokic, 27. Yep. Wilt Chamberlain, 24. Yep. Artis Gil Gilmore, 19. Mm -hmm. that means there's Gilmore. only been three players to average 20 points per game on 62% effective field goal percentage, and you're predicting he does it two years in a row. Yeah, I mean, that sounds about right, I feel. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to make sure. Every sure. other guy on this list, historically, that has that efficiency was averaging roughly 15 points or lower, minus those guys. So, sounds about right. I mean, is there any, like, all right, we're doing the hype cast or the Nuggets guys, but is there any rationale that he's going to be less efficient next season? Yes, just in the fact that it's insane that he was this efficient this year. I know, but then, like, what, is it going to get harder for him to score? Yeah. Like, like, uh, he's like, oh, I forgot how tall I am. Like, and there's going to be I more people in his way? Like, <laughs> I I don't, I, do you think he's going to be this locked in from, from start to finish next year? I don't, well, that's fair. But I, does he have to be, man? I just no. don't. I'm not saying it's gonna like shoot up. I I just don't. I can't look at the lay of the land and be like, yeah, it's gonna be hard for him to get to his spots and put the ball in the hoop next year. Like I think no. it will be easy. The, the, the thing that's gonna the thing that is going to change next year is he's gonna get he's going to work on and improve his three point shooting, which is going to add to that. Like he's oh, not gonna man. get worse. He's not gonna get worse from inside. The, uh, Dude, he was on arc. track to shoot 40% from three before he sprained his wrist. Yeah. Uh, if he comes back shooting the three ball, oh my God, all bets are off. Let's get this title going. Let's get it I'm going. Sick. All right. I'm sick. We got to hit our break, guys, because I will, our last segment, we cut, cut short because my daughter had a meltdown on Friday. I had to leave. We're going to talk about where did the current Nuggets fit in the tier list in terms of fit alongside Nikola Jokic in segment three. Might be a long one, Kale. Buckle up. Uh, we'll break it, then we'll be on the other side. 
the American Raptors, they play at Infinity Park. If you don't know about the American Raptors, they are a rugby team composed of crossover athletes. They come from sports in uh they come from sports like football, basketball, baseball, wrestling, soccer, track and field. They've teamed together to build this elite rugby team, the American Raptors. The best thing about American Raptors games, they're free. Head over to AmericanRaptors.com to grab your free ticket for the upcoming season. If you can't make the game, don't worry. AmericanRaptors.com will be streaming all their games from their website. Check it out. Also, check out the weekly DNVR Rugby podcast with Colton Strickler. He keeps you locked in on everything that's going on with rugby in Colorado and throughout the country. Uh, let's also head to DraftKings Pick of the Week, guys. DraftKings Pick of the Week. I am going with the Milwaukee Bucks tonight. Pick the Avalanche. Go with the If you want to win money. Uh, I think I'm, I think I'm over my last five DraftKings pick of the weeks, but yeah, I'm yeah. going with the so don't, Yeah, don't listen to Harrison win. Choose either pick Nathan McKinnon shots or Kale McCarr shots. Win's just like, what is the most pick them heads up 50-50 matchup I can find on the board? <laughs> yeah, it's like, what's the game I'm going to be watching? What did they put in prime time? Is that it? We back? We back, baby. All right, guys, pull it up, Kale. Let's pull up our big board for uh, the how do we rank players on the tier list. We're just going to start over. I know we got a couple into here, but I just wanted – so if you guys missed Friday's show, we, we began to talk about where do the current Nuggets fit in terms of the perfect fit. It's funny when we look at Steph Curry, who I think is going to go down as a top 10 player of all time, and a lot of people say, oh. yeah, but he had Draymond Green with him. And I think about this a lot about, yes, that shouldn't knock him. Like he happened to have just had – the greatest fit, maybe the greatest running mate he could have possibly had with him and it enhanced him. Um, so I, but that's not, a, look, that's just the way this works. Scotty Pippen was maybe the perfect second best player you could have put to Michael Jordan for him to get supreme credit for everything that happened with that team. Sometimes it happens this way. Let's talk about S tier fits with Jokic real quick. Um, we did this a little bit. So I, again, I want to speed through it today because I know we did it on Friday. To me, these are the guys that create an S tier list. You've got Giannis, who to me is the ultimate. Like if you paired Jokic and Giannis, I'm sorry, they're not losing. They're winning. They're just they're just winning. Like I don't even have to hear the rest of the roster. It doesn't matter. Uh, three Tory Craigs, you've got a championship contender. Steph Curry. By the way, real quick, Steph Curry might be the single player who most is an S tier fit with everyone, everyone else. Right, right, right. Yeah, like I think Steph Curry fits with 99.9% of all basketball <laughs> yeah. players to ever play. He's unselfish. He can play on ball or off ball. He basically, he makes the court stretch just by virtue of being on. He doesn't even have to make shots. He just has to be on the court. I think Steph Curry might be the most malleable superstar we've ever seen. Yeah. Other than Nikola Jokic. Yo, look, man, there's guys that Yoke wouldn't fit with. There's guys that Yoke wouldn't fit with. Steph Curry doesn't even have to touch the ball. He yeah, can just Steph Curry is into... not ball dominant. That's the thing. Like, there are yeah. players like LeBron and yeah. Luka and, and yeah, sure. guys that, like, just dribble the hell out of the ball and are, they score a lot. But, like, Steph Curry just gets open. And Jokic just finds people who get open. You're right. S tier. Yep. All day. Let's go. Uh, I would put uh, also on this list Kevin Durant. I think Kevin Durant also belongs on here. He just same, – same as Steph. He shoots I, the ball. He doesn't need to touch it every time. He maybe touches it a little too much. But guess what? If you played with Jokic, he would nonstop have mismatches. It would – it would. I, he's S-tier. S-tier small forward to me. I guess. It's just like an S – he's just an S-tier player. 
He is, he is, he is. But there are guys, as we have seen, that he doesn't fit well with. He would fit with Yoke very, very nicely. The only thing about him is he would probably take a few shots you don't want, but he's good enough that you don't care. Whatever. Um, for me personally, I think Paul George is an S-tier player. I think he is 98% of what Kevin Durant is, but not quite. He's like... I hate this term, but he's not quite an alpha. No problem. Jokic is. You can just be the you can be the sidekick. <laughs> and then his defense is ridiculous. He would be a top, the best defender Jokic has ever played with. I think he's an S tier fit next to Jokic. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Okay. And then Kawhi Leonard would be the last one. Kawhi Leonard, you lose a little bit of the he eats up a few more possessions that I like. I think with Jokic it wouldn't matter. He played with Tim Duncan, you know, whatever. But to me, same thing. Elite perimeter defend defense. He's too big that you can't switch off ball. And if you do, Yoke's just going to throw it over the top and he's going to dunk it. So to me, I think this might be the end of my list of S-tier players for Jokic. I just wanted to establish what it would be for an S-tier player. Where, where's, so Clay we don't have guys, where's Clay Thompson in this list? Ah, uh, the Clay Thompson of right now is probably not it, but you're right. A peak Clay Thompson, 100% would have been on this list. A, uh, the peak version of him would have been on this list. Yeah, I think Chris Paul. I mean, uh Chris Paul. I'd put. You're right. Chris Paul. I would put on there. That's another great one. I would have not have had him on this list. It's funny. Two, three years ago, because I thought he was too ball dominant. But what we've seen in in Phoenix, like he clearly has been able to get off ball and and still be effective. He's another one. Chris Paul's a great one. Um, Shots the guys kill, that are not on this list that are kind of funny. Oh yeah. Shouts to well, Kale, by the way, for uh, making Chris Paul smaller than everybody else. I do appreciate Yeah, that is pretty that. funny. Shouts to Kale for making a Dante DiVincenzo head. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going to do that, huh? Wow, we're well, really going through all He's a trade target, guys. I mean, that's why. But, um, I would say LeBron James, I don't know if he's S-tier. He might be. From a talent perspective, no question. Right there with Giannis, honestly, in terms of talent. I just don't. Every team LeBron's gone on has been a LeBron team, and I have a feeling Yoke would just be a pick and roll roller. And and I think it, I don't think Jokic or LeBron would play Jokic ball, and that's why he's not there to me from a talent perspective. Yes, I feel similarly about Yo- uh, Luca. By the way, who's in the yes. chat right now? No, nope, yes. no question for me about Luca, guys. No question for me. Like talent, one thousand percent there. I just. Luca does one thing, man. He only plays one style. So you could take him off. I, yeah, you're, we don't have to put LeBron on there. I only wanted to do the uh, S tier. Like no, honest. I only wanted to put the S tier because, like, if we don't put Is Murray there, good? I don't want people yelling at me. I want to ex- establish this idea of there are very, very, very few S tier fits with anybody. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the Nuggets have an S tier fit that covers all bases here. I just don't think they do. Maybe, maybe Murray will grow into that as this great defender. Um, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, right on the borderline. I don't quite have them there just just yet. I don't have them as S tier. You don't have to put them on there either, Kale. You don't have to put them on. Just for the clip of vote melting down. Just put it just for that. Yeah, just for that. But they're close. <laughs> and then the last guy that I had on my list that you guys that maybe that maybe scoff at. I think Shea Gildas Alexander might be the closest, like young S tier guard. He's a great defender. He's a great on-ball pick-and-roll player, passer, and he's a great three-point shooter. Like He might be the single perfect guard to put around Yoke. He's also like 6'6", with a seven-foot wingspan. I mean, what about somebody like Trey Young? Where's Trey Young go? Trey Young, Jokic, pick-and-roll would be the worst possible pick-and-roll yeah, defensive like, duo you could possibly imagine. But couldn't Trey Young play in the same manner that Steph Curry plays and just get open and then just... He doesn't shoot like Steph, though. The thing is, he does take a lot of shots, but Steph Curry is a 40% career three-point shooter on that volume. Um, 
Yeah. There's levels to it. I mean, this is kind of like Trey Young's a really great passer. I think he's more like Luka in this regard, in that you get diminishing returns pairing him with Jokic, especially defensively, than he is like Steph. I see. See, okay. All right. All right. All right. Um, all right so that's our list. Let's get into this now, guys. Uh, somebody says Prime AD. Maybe he's close. I just think AD. He like LeBron, he likes his touches, man. Like you still have to punt 10% of your possessions to make sure AD gets an elbow jab step fadeaway. Like this is this the way he plays. So kind of close, but I, I would say more A tier. All right, Jamal Murray, we did this last week. We all agreed that it was A tier. He's a very, very, very good fit next to Jokic. Hmm. Um, he could be a, an he's not he's a good defender. I think he's underrated, but but he's not uh an elite defender and that's the reason he's not a tier he's more s tier uh i'm not s tier he's a tier to me we have any objections nope all right we talked about that one on friday so we can keep it moving michael porter jr eric you were an on friday show yeah wow um well they were paired together and they got swept <laughs> so <laughs> i don't know i don't know if he's a full a tier. i mean this is again when the defense comes into into question i don't know if that that creates an a pairing the two of them uh if we're talking about like part of a squad part of a core where the top three i think that that goes up but if we're just saying those two um you know i, I don't know that that's an a at all would you say b would you say c where are we going here <sighs> it's uh, maybe a I mean, maybe a C, honestly. Maybe a C. Vote? I say B because offensively, it's not just the shooting. It's also the cutting, the offensive rebounding. The height? The height. I think we forget, you know, because how little time they've had to iron things out together, how little time he's had to improve, but more to the point how good they looked in that regular season together. I just think it really is a nice fit. The health concerns in the defense, I think, even though I have him in B, he's well, well short of an A. But I do think he's a B. I do. Wind? You might break a tie here. I'd probably go C, to be totally honest. We Um, we literally saw this. (laughs) I'm C as well. Look, he could climb up to B or A this year, but I'm with Harrison. Harrison, give your argument. I I just think like the boxes you're trying to check of of guys that are – perfect or as good a fits with Jokic as possible great defenders high iq players i mean i don't right, think yeah. those are the top two for me and right now michael porter jr can grow into those things right now he's not though yeah i mean he's a great shooter and if you're just talking about the shooting that he provides you know obviously that part of him is an a maybe even s tier to be honest he's that good of a three-point shooter that his shooting is like an s tier fit next to yoke but there's more to the game including the defense and to harrison's point how well do you read the court so that Jokic is just non-stop like he's not a great route runner to use yeah, that he's, he's just such a gifted player and he's so tall and he has such a perfect shot that they can be unbelievable together but just fits like on paper i'm i'm not there all right let's go so we're at c we're at the c tier uh aaron gordon uh, let me get votes take first. B. I have Aaron Gordon in a B. And um, I would say to be A, I think if you were a better shooter, I think if you could eliminate two to three or to four of those those touches per game we've talked about for other guys, and it certainly manifested in AG with some kind of what was that possession, question mark, question mark. But at his best, particularly alongside the right starting lineup, it's a B. He's a Good defender, versatile enough defender 
good enough cutter, tertiary playmaker, uh, good around the rim. I think he's really good at a lot of the little things that you'd like to see a Jokic player be good at. Not necessarily exceptional at any of them, but I think he's he's good to very good at a lot of them. What do you think, Wind? Yeah, I think B. I think B. Um, really good defensive fit. And he says he still has a ways to go reading the game and with his basketball IQ. He said that after game five. I, I agree, but I think he's already shown a lot where – just he can read the court and, and play with Jokic on the offensive end. All right. Let me, before Eric answers, because I'm going to go see, and I want to see if I can convince him to break the tie here or to create a tie um, that I will overrule. The reason I think he's a C, I think you guys are judging him on a curve as in the fifth best. If he's the fourth or fifth best player, he is a B fourth or fifth best player. But that's to me is not the exercise. The exercise is like, again, where do these players fit? The, it's hard to expect you to have all S-tier players. Like, you can't say, like, oh, the perfect Jokic team is Giannis, KD, Steph Curry, and Chris Paul. Like, of course it is. But that's how this exercise works. So, for me, I think he is a C-tier player. He doesn't shoot the three but well. He's a good defender, I think, getting better. His basketball IQ is improving, and I'm glad to hear that he wants to do it. But he doesn't have the full complement of skills that, to me, would be like, oh, yeah, that's an A or B-tier. To me, he's more of a C-tier who when he's your fourth or fifth best player, that's fine. Not everybody is going to be an A or, or S tier. He's more of a C tier guy. So that argument, D-line, what do you think? Ooh, I was actually towards A. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, it, it's tough. So just so I understand this exercise in its totality here, we're talking about if these two players are – this is our NBA Jam squad. Like we're not talking yeah, about like, I'm how, trying, he, yeah, how exactly he fits right. into it. Okay. NBA Jam squad, yeah, like Jokic needs more shooting for sure. So he's probably a C from that. All right, we're moving him down to C. I mean, this is just like saying, was Harrison Barnes a great, or Andre Godala like a great player? No, but as the fifth best guy on that death lineup, you could say they were great. But if you said, like, I'm pairing Steph Curry with Harrison Barnes, you wouldn't be, oh, yeah, that's an S tier or an A tier fit. It just so happened to be an A tier fifth best option. I, but, I just kind of look at the other power forwards in the league, and it's like how many of those guys are better fits than Aaron Gordon next to Nikola Jokic? Doesn't matter if there's zero. It's true. Yeah, yeah it, it's. I, guess it, you're I right. mean, the, the best pairing with Nikola Jokic is a is a is like a, a deadly shooting guard. Yeah. yeah let me let me say this: you. if you were if you were drafting power forwards next to Jokic, would you take Porter or Gordon first? Um, probably Gordon, but at least it's close. Yeah, that, that's why to me they're in the same tier. They have different things they're good at, but they're but they're in the same tier to me. Um, Bone Island, Eric, you get to go first. I'm Ooh. sure you'll be. <laughs> uh, I think I'll go B for Bones. He's too young right now. I mean, like he is he is on an A trajectory. He might be on an S trajectory, honestly. Um, <laughs> like he's just he's able to create himself. He's on. He's able to push the pace. He's able to cut. He's able to finish. He's able. He's just not um, reliable enough right now that uh, Jokic would still have to carry a little bit too much of the weight. But like he is absolutely on on a rocket ship to either A or S. But I just at this exact moment in time, it's B for Bones for me. Man, Harrison, what do you go here? Mm. Man, I really want to go A. It's like, why can't you go A? It's just the defense, just right? Just too young, maybe. It's just because we haven't Jamal seen Jamal Murray has be. gotten to a place with his defense where we can put him in A. But Jamal Murray's 30 pounds heavier, a little bit taller. In in four years, is Bones Highland as good defensively as Jamal Murray is right now? 
it's hard to it's hard to know. It's, I don't it's know. hard to tell. I think you you might have to go B for now, just to be safe. B for it's now. it's just so hard. This is the hard one because we have we've only seen one year. Vote. What do you go? C. I mean, I don't. I think it's a little crazy to have him be if we have Porter and Gordon C. To be honest, um, we're gonna wait and see a little bit more from Bones, who plays well with Yoke. Also, did a lot of that with the bench this year. Um, I do think he's a good post at like a better post entry guy than a lot of his peers, than a lot of the guys on the Nuggets, which is even more relevant. Obviously, good shooter. Um, I, I like his pace. I think he reads the floor well. There's a lot of things that you go. All right, you can slide that in. Um, but Young still putting it all together, still makes some rookie mistakes. Defensively, he's not very good. Um, I just think if we're gonna, th- if he's, if it's because he could be dynamic, I want to say the same stuff about Porter. I really do. I feel like C is the smarter answer here, but I'm gonna go B. I'm gonna Let's go. go! Here. <laughs> I'm gonna go B, and the reason is here. This is one that could make us look really bad. Either direction. Like, it could be that halfway through next year, we're like, oh, how the dude. hell did we not have this guy as an A? We're untouchable. We're untouchable at this point. We can't look bad. Or, or we could look back and be like, man, is this like when we had Wancho in the core? Like, you know, it's like one of those. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, this could be either way. The thing I'll say about Bones in his favor, one, I mean, his game is really good. He has some areas to grow, and I'm so curious to see this summer about how he attacks those, you know, like if, how he gets in the lab, how hard he works, how serious he is how well he handles the criticism and all of these different things. But I love his – I love what he wants to do. He's a very willing passer. Like, he's a scorer, and he's a natural scorer. But I think he fits with Jokic because he wants to win the same way Jokic does, even more so than Murray at the same age. Like, I think Murray evolved into that, like, killer scorer who sacrificed points per game just because he, like, bought into the system. I think Bone sort of naturally is that way. And Bones, to me, like three years from now, if you have Murray, Bones, and Jokic, is Bones averaging 18 points, but he could average 22, 23? I think so. I think that could be a thing that happens. Like, he's that good of a player. So I'm going to put him B. The defensive part, we'll see. I like his length. I like his defensive upside. I actually think he can be really good. Um, but I'm going to have to – I'm going to leave him B, and I lean more towards a B-. minus. But I'm, I'm feeling – it's Monday. I'm feeling optimistic. All right, Zeke Nagy. Uh, Wynn, do you start us off on this one? Um, I'd say B. What? <laughs> Michael Porter. <laughs> I mean, dude, Zeke, Zeke Nagy, <laughs> knockdown jumper, great defender, <laughs> athletic. I think he has a, a relatively high IQ for a rookie as young as he is. Um, I think he's got all the ingredients, and I, I think he showed the start of, of what can be like a, a great fit. Which, I, I feel like I watched a different Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> than everyone else. Maybe it's me. I, like, Wynn's smart, and he's good at this. I, I'm i confused. that he's, Michael Porter as a talent is like, come on, like, if we're doing this list, he's A-tier. He's like, I mean, his talent is just through the roof. Man, I don't feel good about this either. All right, so what are, where are you putting Zeke, Vote? Look, he can be a great fit. That doesn't mean, like, he pops as a player. No, we can't. No, this is the thing. We're I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. For the role they need him to, maybe he is an A role. But I'm saying, yeah. like, we're talking about if you were drafting players across the entire NBA to build around Jokic, like you would not be like B tier is Zeke Naji. I mean, how would they Zeke. fit with Nikola Jokic? All right, well, what do you think? See, 
All right, we're going down. Uh, what do you think, Eric? Yeah, I can't. I mean, just based on where we put Michael Porter Jr. Like, <laughs> I know, I'm not feeling good about this Michael Porter. Well, I, the, I, the I, problem with Michael Porter Jr. is we saw he and Jokic together. They got just blasted. Blasted. We saw Bones and Jokic together, too, and they got well, blasted. Do, you think but they, but we, they were relying on Bones. Jokic two-man game saves you against Phoenix? That's a good point. Fuck, this is tough. This is like this is tough, dude. I, Zeke Naji to me is probably more C. Um, might end up being D. We'll find out. I do think you need a little bit more tenacious out there. Um, like tenacious I think you need to have, Z. yeah, you need to have the rebounding. You need to have the like bullying undersized guys. Like you just think about how much shit Draymond gave Aaron Gordon in this series, just trying to break him. Like, imagine if that was Zeke Naji. I Aaron Gordon handled himself very well under those circumstances. Like, Zeke Naji, just picturing guys screaming at his in his face and Zeke being like, you know what, I'm just going to dunk it on you. I just can't see it. He's got a lot of growing up. So, C feels a little generous to me right now. Um, but I do agree that the skill set there, I might, oh, man. Yeah, we'll stay there. All right, Monte Morris. Eric, Mr. Nugget. Mr. Mr. Nuge, uh yeah, he's got to be a B. We can't put him above that far below Bones or anything, right? I mean, this is tough. I we should uh, we should like wipe our minds like like the Men in Black after each one of these picks because we're, we're I think we're falling into group thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Monte Morris plays well. The Jokic, he's a back point guard. Does that make him a B? Uh, I mean, I, I want more shooting from him. I'm going to go C. I don't care. Uh, C. C, Monte Morris. Okay, wow. Wow. It feels disrespectful. Harrison? I know. I, I, I think – I probably think C also because Monte is a good fit with every single player in the NBA, I kind of think. It's a good point. It's a good He's point. a plug-and-play guy on any roster because he can play with anybody because he can kind of – just mold his game a little bit here and there to fit with any type of offense or any type of player. Seems like average. And if you were really to take the like uh, top 60 point guards in the NBA, are there 30 that are ahead of him? Are there 20 that are ahead? There's probably 20. I mean, there's a lot of good point guards out there. This is like, is on, on the Denver nuggets currently like, no, who's the best fit. I know I'm saying like in that, in that grading, like he's an A. Right? Yeah. That's a good, but point. if we're just looking at like the world at large, we can have anybody to pl pluck and put next to Nikola Jokic. It would be a while before I get to Monte Morris. If I'm, Vote. If I'm being honest. Uh, yeah. C. I think he's a C plus B minus with anyone. I agree with wind. I just think he's like a high floor, low ceiling. Like he's going to yeah. protect the ball. If he's open, he can hit it. Yeah, those he aren't like specific help. to Yoke, though. You're you know? right. Like he's yeah. just like a he's a great backup guard. What is that? Like a C plus B minus value? You know, like all right, let's go to Davon Reed. <laughs> we gotta fly through these now. So let's go quickly. Harrison. I wanna know what I don't know really think about this one. D? Davon Reed D? All right. I mean, what, what, what is Davon Reed? <laughs> <laughs> this all right. Fun. All right. Eric, you have anything to add? Nope. He hit that dead on. <laughs> All right. Will Barton. Oh, no. It's going to get toxic. I have him at D. God. We did this without you when your daughter threw a fit. Oh, no. D. This is tough. Harrison, <laughs> any objections? Where are we going here? Yeah. After last season, you probably have to. Yeah. 
I think he was once a B minus. I think he was once his, a... de- his defense has like totally fallen off and his shot selection hasn't changed. Um, yeah, I agree. I think he was uh, once a B minus, but it's I did too. I still love through. I still got love through my heart. Uh, Austin Rivers. Uh, D. C. D. I think it's C, right? I think it's D. Again, you're thinking of him again as the fifth guy in a rotation, not as in like we're drafting guys and like you need a B tier player. Is it Austin Rivers? It's like, no, come on. (laughs) We we have Stockholm syndrome from these last two years. How did you start off as a hype cast? Perfect player? Who who conceived of this show where we first part? All hype cast. Last part, tearing the team to shreds. None of the nuggets are good. None of them. terribly I'm uncomfortable with this list. Yeah. All right, what about Jeremy Grant? Jeremy oh Grant. I'm curious. Where does he fit into this? C. B. Probably a C. Yeah, I agree. I think he's a C fit. He didn't want the role, sadly, but there, he well, played, there, there, the there's he so played much, it while he was here. He there's so much backfilling on on uh, on him as well. Like he was not that great, and he playing against That's true. playing with Jokic until the playoffs, and then he started scoring about a lot when he went to Detroit, and there were literally no other options. So, yeah. all right, Tory Craig, D or E, <laughs> maybe E. Oh man. <laughs> Yeah. He's worse than Davon Reed? Come on, he's a D. Yes. Yes, he's worse than Davon Reed. Jokic would turn the other way. He would oh, turn, he would turn around on the court. Terrible. I hate this. I, I can't hate this exercise. Craig down here. This is crazy. All right, here we go. Now we're getting into some free agents. Otto Porter oh, Jr. Baby. Otto Porter Jr., Harrison. Lead us lead the way. Um. <sighs> this is tough. <laughs> I can't believe how his bones are only B tier, guys. <laughs> I don't know, man. I have a feeling I'm going to so Porter up. I'm going to make an executive decision at the end here, I think, and knock Porter up. Yeah, it's probably a wise choice. Uh, Auto Porter. Let's go, go ahead and do it. Actually, well, no, we'll do it at the end. We'll do it at the end. C. The whole thing is just C. I mean, he's a D, man. He's a great backup guy, but like, he's a, he's smart. He knows what to do. He's, he's like Austin. he's just worse so than hard. Austin Rivers. <laughs> he's like the same to me as Austin. He's a good player. Like I would love to have him if he's your fifth yeah. best or he was like, like seventh he, best guy. He'd be good. He was like wildly unimpressive. Uh, in well, that he just series. wetted like five threes the other game. Yeah. Um, all right, Josh Hart. Here's a fun one, Josh Hart. Maybe I'm gonna go B. I'm gonna go B tier here. I'm gonna go. B- <laughs> I'm gonna go. Josh Hart's very smart. Is Josh Hart? Is Josh Hart like basically 2018 Gary Harris? Is that Josh Hart? It's possible. Is uh? Did you? Is this because his name? You're right. This might be more of a C tier. He's actually. I'm giving him the bump. He's He's a C tier. I got talked out of it. He's C tier. He's C tier. <laughs> but he's really good. The thing is, Josh Hart's very good. I think he is like a little bit like 2017. Can we make a promise to one I'm another? I'm worried about where we're going to put DiVincenzo. But- <laughs> Can we just make a promise to one another that after we complete this super private list that no one is aware of us making, we do not post it on social? We're not tweeting this out. We're not tweeting this out. Yeah, he's a good he's, day online. He's see. All right, ready? This is really why. I, this is the guy that made me think of this. this oh, my God. Lou Dort. Lou, Lou. 
Where is he on this list? We did all of this just to get to Lou I know. This is a Lou Dork-based exercise. This is very Lou Dork-based. He's a beard A, right? He can shoot and defend. You don't think? B? First of all, I don't think he can shoot. Like, to say he can shoot is doing some work here. He can shoot. But he can really defend. Okay. I think he's B. I think he's, I think a, he's B. a B. I think he's a clear B. Lou Bort. <laughs> Harrison, do you think he's lower than a B? <laughs> I, I, I can't. I can't even do this. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you really don't think he's a he's a B fit next to Yoke? Is like Lou it. like is Lou Dort a good offensive player? I feel like I don't know. He drives. I think he drives well, which is again like, what did Gary Harris do during his good years? He knocked the three down. And he drove in straight lines to the basket, slash yeah. cut in straight lines to the basket. Like, Dort's going to do that. And he's also strong as an ox, man. It's just like Lou Dort has not been playing real basketball for the last four years. <laughs> that, that'd be my concern. Well, has Shea Gilgis Alexander been playing? No. Adam Hesman is S tier. Shea Gilgis Alexander, is, is, I think, might be S tier yoke, man. I'm telling you. Um, I thought there'd be more Dort takes on the timeline on here. I guess not. Contavious Caldwell Pope. Where are we going here? Oh God. Uh, Gee, see, I mean, Contavious Caldwell Pope. He's like, he could be thrift store Clay Thompson on the Nuggets. Wow, you're really high on KCP. That's the most outrageous thing I've ever said yet. <laughs> I'll I'll go right there as well. I think C or D. Man, I feel like now that we have this list, there's definitely guys I would knock down. This list is tough. This is a terrible list. <laughs> you can say it's not that good. All right, who else we got? Um, who am I looking? Oh, Derek Jones Jr. I put this out on the timeline. Oh, I thought bad. he was the guy. Uh, I'm gonna go E tier, E tier, right there with Tory Craig. In fact, kind of Tory esque, if we're being honest. Kind of Tory yeah, Craig. With that. Like, is he a good basketball player? We don't know. Is he a good fit with Jokic? Almost certainly not. Not a very smart player. Can't shoot. Super oh, I'm glad athletic. We covered that. <laughs> Dante DiVincenzo. Dante DiVincenzo. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you got to go D, right? For DiVincenzo? I would go D. I would go D. Dante D. DiVincenzo. Is yeah, that what's happening? We're just going triple D. <laughs> We're just going phonetic on this, just like Triple whatever their letter, the name of their. <laughs> All right, before we, before we get to this last one, Kale, I have to make an executive decision. We got to bump like DJ up to B. Wow. We just have to do it, Christ, dude. We have to. We just have to put him up here at B. Well, should B should Aaron level. Gordon then also be bumped up? I mean, I had Aaron Gordon at B for the record. Me too. I, all right, let's bump him up. You guys up have F and Zeke, Najee, and Casey. Yeah, well, I know, but it's because we have Zits. When we see the no rest of the Zeke, Zeke class, no I had the whole thing like down one level. This is really what it comes to. Now we got to go over to our last guy, which is Troy Brown, who to me is a C fit. He's very smart. He's just not very good. But he's he's like a good – he's a good fit. He's just not good enough of a player. But he's a great fit. This is where this, this, is where this exercise is hard, is how much do you weigh the fit of the style versus the like uh, ability. And I think that's where these things like Michael Porter's ability is up here. His fit is questionable. Probably evens out to a B Troy Brown jr. A plus fit E skill averages out to a C. <laughs> Fine. And that's <laughs> math. 
What one what I have loved about this list is if you follow the chat, it's just like <laughs> you're just there's no way to do this right. I'll tell you that right now. There's no way to get this correct. Well, we I definitely did not do it right. We did not. We did not. Can we move just for the sake of symmetry? Can we move one guy from D down to E? And one guy, and I guess it doesn't matter. Are there any Fs? Are there any true F? What is a true F fit? With Emmanuel Moutier and Faku Compazzo. Fuck me. <laughs> you asked. You're right. Peter Corley. All right, here's our official list. I feel like we didn't do a good job at this exercise. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> Although I, mean, I will say, how, how, how bad did we do? Are they, where are the egregious parts? I mean, actually, I, I think we fixed it. I think we fixed it here at the end. The one thing I'll say this exercise does show you that finding an S tier fit is really hard because there's only like seven, maybe eight players total in the NBA that I would call an S tier fit. And pairing those guys together, like LeBron and Anthony Davis, S tier fit between two superstars, you know, like every now and then, Stefan Draymond, S tier fit. Every now and then you get an S tier fit. And typically speaking, those guys win championships. Can the Nuggets find that? Maybe, maybe not, but you really got to find a lot of A's and B's to go around them. You got to get almost exclusive A's and B's. Uh, pull it back up one last time, though. One last time. Yeah, here. please. Before, before you hit delete forever, this thing before you hit delete forever, I want to pull it up yeah, one last time. Because here is here is a point I want to make. Jamal Murray <laughs> present on the roster. Michael Porter, Aaron Gordon on the roster. Bones Highland on the roster. Lou Dort. Could be available to the Nuggets. You could end up having five A and B tier players. That's that's pretty special. That's pretty rare. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll just see what happens. All right, everybody. I'm just going to court Dort. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for watching this extra long edition of the Monday Show. Yoke is the two-time MVP. Oh, wait. We do have a super chat. I have one super chat to get through <laughs> here. Uh, it comes from Mel B. He says, first super chat, fell in love with the Nuggets and Jokic due to DNVR. Oh, my God. And... You all these past few years, listener oh. and fan in KC, LFG Jokic. Shouts to Kansas City, our fans and, and listeners. And we got a second years. second super chat from Mel B. Just kidding. Just saw segment three. <laughs> Turns out I hate the Nuggets, and you've yeah. convinced me of that. Uh, you hate to see it. All right, everybody, hit that like button on the <laughs> way out. We're going to be back again all week, 1.30 this week. 1.30. Set your watches. We'll see you then.